Good evening and welcome in time-honoured fashion to a special Cakewatch podcast, live almost, uh, from the European Parliament, where I'm joined. Uh, I'm Marlon Smith, member of the European Parliament, presently, for Scotland, uh, joined with the Derek and Clive of the Remain community, uh, Mr. Stephen Bullock. Good evening, sir. Hi there. Evening, Alan. And uh, Autocrat on Twitter, well known uh, to, to everyone here. We have uh, Chris as well. Thanks very much. Good to see you, Anne. So, having introduced uh, the, the, the the session, as, as, as we do in these parts, uh, <laughs> delighted to hand over to your usual host uh, for our chat about uh, stuff that's happening. Literally nothing's happening. Literally nothing. It's nothing terrible. at all. Something happened? Yeah. Nothing's happened. <sighs> so, uh, we should just say that uh, Chris is here in a strictly personal capacity. <laughs> that's my... It's my catchphrase. I know, but I, think, I thought you'd forgotten. <laughs> um, I assume Alan's here in both personal and professional capacity. Well, it depends when this goes out. And I'm hardly, I'm hardly, yeah, well, quite. <laughs> yeah. You better get your skates in with the editing, otherwise <laughs> people listening in black and white. Is it, yeah, is it, gallows humour is the, 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 the mot de jour at the moment. Mm. So, yeah. For future historians, there used to be a thing called the European Union. The UK used to be a member of it, and Alan Smith used to be a member of its parliament. <laughs> Um, for listeners on Airstrip 1, that's uh, <laughs> the halcyon days of how it used to be. We have always been at war with Oceania. Exactly. A, a yeah. parliament was a, was an organisation that used to bring in people that were elected to pass laws. Mm. What, what does elected mean? What's that? So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> started by the Icelanders, obviously. And uh, it, it, I've been there to the, the ancient parliament in, in Iceland, uh, Tingvillar. Uh, and and it's, a really, it's the confluence of... Uh, I'm not sure about my tectonic plates, but it's the the, the Eurasian plate and the, yeah. the, the the oceanic plate, or whatever it is. Uh, you know, Orwell was totally right. You know, there, there's always been conflict between the tectonic plate, but, but where they meet is genuinely a geographically, but almost spiritually unusual place. Yeah, I mean, it was was there to go and see it, and that was where the Icelanders would go for their parliament a thousand odd years ago, and it remains the the, the most the, the longest functioning parliament of any sort of national organisation. So it's an amazing place. It's a shame we're just trashing them all these days really? in, in, in the place that uh, we're all from. I'm not sure you can describe the mother of all parliaments as a functioning parliament now. Well, it's, except it's sense. not actually the mother of all parliaments, is it? It's not anyway. Anyway. <laughs> That's what it called itself. <laughs> and the Icelanders are all, hang on. <laughs> We've got one in a volcano, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Which has been going longer than yours has, and by and large does, does better. Reminds yeah. me of, who, was, who was the artist who, who did an album and called the album Album of the Week? So it would be, <laughs> <laughs> it would be in reviews. <laughs> that was Dan Hannon, wasn't it? <laughs> recorded it in Dublin in, <coughs> with a quadruple first. Yeah, recorded it in Dublin in mid 16th century, I believe. It, it, was, it was a great hit at the time. So, we're having two Cake Watch podcasts this week. Um, firstly, because the one we did yesterday, <laughs> and nothing we said, yeah, nothing it, we said is remotely relevant anymore. Although it's kind of already redundant. Are, are true. Um, so, yeah, we thought we'd do, do a Romaniac mm. and have an emergency cast. And also, uh, this will be the last opportunity, potentially, that we would get to do one from the European Parliament. Yeah. Since my pass <laughs> runs out on the 30th, 1st of, uh, 31st of March, as does everybody else's. 
uh, every other Brady. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it, it's hellish stuff. I mean, joke, gallows humour joking notwithstanding. I mean, we're, we're sitting in my office with boxes all around us. And this is my last week in Brussels unless something happens on the 29th because no. next week we're in Strasbourg. Yeah. Uh, the Strasbourg Centre. And, and this is in some ways the beauty of the European Parliament. We set our timetable a year in advance so we mm. know where everybody is. Mm. And as of the 28th, the Thursday the 28th, I get on a plane back to Edinburgh from Strasbourg, and then if Brexit happens on the 29th, then my pass expires at 11 yeah, o'clock. So, so this is my last chance to empty the office in Brussels unless something happens, and it seems likely something's going to happen. But it's a, it, it's a hellish situation for a lot of people who've worked really hard to serve their constituents, and, and, and I include my team and everybody else's mm. team in that. I mean, you guys have been really great with a, having various MEPs of various points of the compass over and, and, and involved with your stuff but it, it's uh, it's been tough and, and a lot of people are going to realise what's being lost after yeah. it's been lost oh, we've, we've come in here and we've been talking about and you, you've been busy running around because you've and you've been talking about redundancy notices and having to talk about whether the people that work with you and work for you are going to even be, be able to come back to work I mean, it's, it's really tragic stuff mm. but before we get too stuck mm. into the tragedy <laughs> I just wanted to say there is a slapstick. No, no, that's a It's important because I It is tragic that all these people are losing their jobs. However, I was fabulous. However, now I feel really bad. Well, you'll have to do it now. Well, what I was going to say is that Alan tidying up his office involves us drinking the dregs of his whiskey. Yeah, that is the silver lining. Not only that, but. We're also now drinking a bottle of Ethiopian mead. Because, of course, that's what you've got to do when you pack up. You've got to drink all the other You've got to drink the place drink drunk. The drinks. It is. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. We confess there's, there's not a lot of drinking goes on in the office, by and large. We've got, no. we've got, we've got bars for that, and I've got pals to go out with. But you pick up stuff over the years. And, and the, the Ethiopian mead uh, comes from a place called Kokob, which mm. is uh, a cracking an Ethiopian restaurant in Brussels. And uh, great, great place. And, and we had our uh, team celebration a few weeks back uh, there. And it was one of the things that, uh, as, as we were leaving, it was, well, you, you've been a great client over the years. We've, we've always liked having you. And, and uh, please have a bottle on us. So, so yeah, some Ethiopian mead, which uh, seems as appropriate as anything else yeah. that's happening at the moment. So. Well, you know what? It is, a, it is a cracking place. It's just around the corner from um, the Joe Cox Square. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, um, in Brussels. And yep. so, you know, warmly, warmly recommend it to any cake watchers listening who are going to make a pilgrimage to Brussels, that place that used to be um, so important in your lives. And um, go and pay homage to Joe uh, at Joe Cox Square and then pop in to Cocob for a meal. Mm. I really think we should get sponsorship is. before we do spots like this. <laughs> Not just hope for it, it later. Did, it just shows how good they are that we're just gratis. Yeah, we're doing this free. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they're going to get a bottle of free meat next time, <laughs> But you do, get the, you do get pick these things up. I got given a, a bottle of brandy and a small carpet by the Moldovan health minister once for uh, having been there. You declared it, right? Well, yes, I did declare it. And as I left, he gave me his card, which obviously I already had, but he gave me his card and said, uh, if you have any trouble at customs, just uh, give them give them my name and they'll phone my <laughs> office and they'll tell them to shoot you through. And I was like, no, we're kind of here to 
stamp out corruption, which is which, which is, is actually on transparency, which is actually how Dover is going to work from now. Yeah. So that's, that's, this is the, that's, this that's the new great. the new plan. New plan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've got yeah, yeah, pull out yeah. pull out the name card of various Maldon government ministers. Yeah. I've got a few of them tucked away. See if that works with the UK. Yeah, I've got David Davis's autograph. That must that must get me a couple of cars in. Surely that, you that can write. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Amazing. So what is go- what what the hell is going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Someone else will have to answer. I haven't got the foggiest. Well, look. Um, okay. So let me do the summarize. Be summarizer in chief, quickly. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 seven <laughs> seven thirty five Central European time. Yep. Time stamp <laughs> on the twentieth of March. Uh, let's so see we, how long this still. Yeah. This so is still in true. Um, in. In 90 minutes' time, Theresa May will make her statement, another one's, another statement from the podium. Um, so we all know what to expect. It'll be, I'm no, right, you're wrong. Um, very clear. Get, get with the programme. I've been very clear. Um, she's been very clear about that. Will of the people. Um, Donald Tusk gave um, a, a statement at 5pm our time, no, yeah, 5pm our time, where he said um, that he'd, Rung around, rung around, talked to talked to other leaders, and uh, the consensus seemed to be that she could have her extension if the withdrawal agreement was passed. If the withdrawal agreement yeah. is not is rejected, and she can't have the extension. That's not a decision, but that's that's tough. Uh, having rung around, yeah. yeah. So this yeah. is this is this is in line with the um, soundings that that had already sort of taken place. So we last night, uh, when we recorded our podcast, talked about. Um, the possibility of another Salzburg moment when Theresa May arrived in Brussels. This time she's done it before going. This time she did. She did a Salzburg before she even left. She yeah. wrote a letter that was in itself a Salzburg moment. It, yeah. it was. It was so bad that it imme- it immediately prompted all sorts of very harsh reactions from the German foreign minister, from President Macron, from from Juncker. From, yeah, the French press from, reported about fourteen minutes later. That I mean, Macron it was astonishing. Was it was no quite astonishing. Yeah, yeah. So where we are is is, is as follows. Where well, we are, and is, also sorry, but just to add, yeah. um, it transpired that May had spoken to Juncker yeah. earlier today, yeah. and Juncker had said that the thirtieth of June it wasn't would, fly. would be difficult. Yeah. It had to be before the election, before the EP mm. elections, or a longer one. Mm. So. She, she chose thirtieth of June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, but there, there, there is a reason why it's difficult, and this is a point that's been, from what I can see, totally lost on the UK Brit commentariat. What they're terrified about, and 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 this is testament to the extent to which they now don't they, they don't rate Theresa May as a as a negotiator. They no. they doubt her good faith, and they more importantly doubt her capacity to deliver. Yeah, and this is okay. Well, you've promised us various things. We have said things because it is helpful to you. I mean, mm. Juncker has said repeatedly, this is the best deal available, there will be no other deal. He was saying that because she asked him to. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. In yeah. order mm. to terrify her own troops into line, and it turned out it didn't work. But what they're now terrified of is if there's an extension to the 30th of June. Now, now bear with me in this hypothesis, but this is where everybody is. If there's an extension to the 30th of June, and there is then... A negative result in the Commons that means it's no deal, or then it's actually open to the UK to revoke Article 50, having not had European elections, yeah, that's exactly which right. leaves the UK in breach of the treaties. Exactly. So the, the and delay, the EU in breach of the treaties, which is there, there's been movement on that. There, there was a joint services paper a couple of weeks ago, <coughs> I believe, or maybe a couple of days ago, Times telescoping in all sorts of directions. <laughs> but the, but the, yeah. the legal services of the three institutions have agreed that. 
it is not open to one member state to hold the rest of the EU's democracy to ransom. Okay. Yeah, so it wouldn't invalidate. Yeah, it wouldn't invalidate the setting of the EP or, or exactly whatever. that. So, okay. so, so, so the Brits would be in breach of the breach of the treaty. Mm. But okay. The rest of the EU would. That makes sense. But there's an argument that granting and cauterizes it. Yeah. Mm. But there's an argument. My big issue is not just with uh, revocation at that. Po- it's not just with revocation at that point. Um, it's also with an extra extension at that point. In that, if the if EU twenty seven granted an extension in the uh, you know last two week last two weeks of June, um, they would essentially be enabling precisely that they would be enabling a member state. Yes, they would be doing that knowing that it would put the UK yes. in breach. And yeah. I think actually this would effectively put council in breach of it as, mm-hmm. as, as, as well. Would come very cl- very close what, to it, which is why they're closing it down yeah. as an option. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and yeah. you can see where where they're coming from, and it's perfectly legitimate. It's that, aye, we can give you an extension as long as you like, mm. so long as you don't contaminate our European elections. Mm. But you've got to actually give us something that's bloody binding, Misses, because you've failed yeah. so mm. far. Mm. So we're not going to give you the opportunity to allow your lunatics to really have a laugh, mm. because you can, you can just see it happening. And I know as well there's been chat from uh, E27 member states also about putting conditions on what the UK can intervene and vote mm. on as well. Can they do that though? Which yeah. will I'm not I'm not mm. I'm not sure they can't. Carl Gardner, who's a, uh, mm. a lawyer, who's mm. a EU lawyer, uh, was v- very assertive last mm. week that they they can't actually put conditions mm. like that on mm. it. They mm. can make a request or they can ask for agreement to that, mm. but they can't put mm. they can't make condition. Mm. But on the other hand, their decision it's up to them to make the decision. So mm. if they talk yeah. to me and she says no, we'll vote on it. Mm-hmm. They can then just say no. I mean, you can certainly do that. But, but or they this, can make it a condition that there would be consequences for if they breached. And, and this is where it's four-dimensional chess. I mean, the, mm. Mrs May is desperate to turn this into it's my deal or it's chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hate it as a strategy. I think it's the worst possible way of doing anything. But, but that's where she is, yeah. and that's what she's trying to do. And... I have to say as well, it was the Scottish court case at the ECJ that mm. opened up the possibility and made it absolutely... Otherwise that might have been true, yeah. Well, well, indeed, if there was any mm. dubiety about the UK's capacity to revoke, it mm. wouldn't get to be a serious option, which is where mm. I've got some issues with the People's Vote campaign in terms of, because there are still some questions about how a People's Vote would work, there's enough to just bog it down in mm. the long grass. Mm. So it's not going to be Mrs May's deal or, uh, or chaos. It'll be Mrs May's deal or revoke... Or chaos. Mm. So there's three options open to MPs. One of which, clearly, the revoke or, option, or a longer extension, or a longer extension, if she would agree to hold elections. Yeah, yeah, which I think is also still. I mean, Tuff yeah. said today that there could be an emergency, that there could be an emergency cancel on on Thursday mm. or Friday mm. if needed. Well, indeed, so, so it, it would so it would still be open mm. to change that. But this is the absurdity. She's asked for the extension, but she's not given the reason why. Mm. Exactly. And they specifically asked for the extension. And it's the one thing she had to do. And everybody's been saying that. Heiko Maas said it in his tweet. Uh, it's been absolutely explicitly made very clear to her that you've got no to reason, give us a no reason. Yeah. So she knows that. So there's, it's the deliberate not to. But yep. it's the usual. How can we? We you know? How can we possibly still be? Expressing any kind of surprise at this, this has been a modus operandi from the start. It's but constant. But they, I mean, obfuscation, can kicking. It's all the way. But I think this is also the effect of Burke's ruling, which I think was the correct ruling, is that she can go, which she basically does in the letter. She says, "Look, what I could, what could I do? I was going to bring another vote. I well, think I would have got it through. We had been moving in the right direction, which is true. Not nearly quick enough, and she mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have won it. 
But actually, so this has given her, exactly as we talked about the other day, yeah. this has given her cover to come without a reason. And in fact, our biggest hope was, in terms of uh, referendums and so on, is that she would have to give a reason, and that's one of the very few reasons well, that, mm, that okay. would actually mm. do the job. So, look, I mean, this is where um, we just need to say for a second, um, Tusk's statement this afternoon was reported um, by the BBC <sighs> as... Um, throwing a spanner in the works by presenting... by well, Yeah, yeah you, tweet, you quote yeah. the tweet. Um, and while you find it, I just want to say, you know, I got panic a panic call, for example. I got a panic call from, from my girlfriend saying, what, Tusk has sold us out. What, now what? Now, this, we, now we've lost the chance of a referendum. Now we've lost the chance of revocation. We've been sold out. And, I, I mean, this I, is not true. I can show you... Well, actually, I won't show you or tell you the, the text message I got from my boyfriend in exactly yeah. the same yeah. terms yeah. because yeah. he was looking at the BBC going, what the fuck's that? Yeah. So this Norman, is, this Norman, is the problem with reporting from the BBC, so go on. Norman Smith, who's the uh, BBC assistant political edi- editor, tweeted, the EU, EU, EU co-president, that's um, uh, Tusk's Twitter handle, has just massively raised the stakes. It's now May's deal or we leave the EU next Friday with no deal. Mm. Hashtag take cover. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely untrue. Those it, are the options. It, it, it's, it's a ludicrous thing for, for a reporter to be saying because it is it is scaremongering. It's it absolutely is inaccurate. Scaremongering, actually. It is absolutely subscribing to a government line, which is a you you put it right. You put it correctly in your tweet. Oh, it totally crosses the line propaganda. into government propaganda. It's government propaganda. The reality is that the reality is that there's a choice. That there's also in addition to the yeah. deal or no deal. There's a choice to re- revoke. Yeah. Um, and even if that required a short extension for administrative purposes, and I think it would be important. The UK would, mm. the EU would be throwing the UK out against its wishes, contrary to the Whiteman ruling. Mm. If it did mm. that, um, White, Whiteman and others, Whiteman and others, contrary to the Smith ruling, <laughs> it, it would have been. But we we like Andy, and Andy's great, great lad. Yeah, one of my very first uh, Twitter followers actually. Back really? when I only had a couple of hundred. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's yeah, so there's the deal. There's no deal. There's revoke. Um, Tusk said that uh, he wouldn't hesitate to convene over. That's the quote. Wouldn't he- would not mm. hesitate mm. to convene a uh, uh, emergency council at the end of the week if needed. Um, so there's the opportunity to do what the council had asked and present a reasoned argument or a roadmap of how this would resolve mm. it. Or ask for a longer ask for a longer uh, longer extension. There's also uh, uh, sorry, are those the four. Yeah. The four those options are, the, are, are yeah, those uh, are the four options. So there are two, no other, deal, two other options to the deal, revoke, or extend a different, not, a different extension, a, yeah. a longer extension with parliamentary elections uh, for yeah. a reason. Well, so, they, well, they get, well, actually, in that case, there's, if a short extension was refused, or it was uh, agreed on the basis of the withdrawal agreement being passed, and then it wasn't passed, you could still make another application for another short extension, just with yeah. different reasons well, and also, a different uh, roadmap. As long as it was, no, yeah. for example, you could yeah. have indicative votes. Yeah. Uh, to come to a different uh, mm. uh, different things for the political declaration, which the EU's always said that it would it would be mm. happy to tweak the political declaration. So there are actually numerous other options, and mm. to say that there are only two options is, I'm afraid, and I, I'm just factually speaking, a lie. I'm afraid, and, and it's deeply, deeply upsetting to people because we, you know, as yeah. we've just said, you know, our own you know, nearest and dearest uh, are, 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 are responding to this, thinking, shit, you know, we're in big trouble here, and, and that's, that's what that government line's meant to do. It's project yeah. shit. Your it's to shit, mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but it's worse. In, in in some ways, it's worse than that. And it's, I don't think there's any sense of bias within the BBC. I think what we're dealing with is people who are basically lightweights, 
and don't have mm. a sufficient grounding in the subject that they're talking about. And mm. the, 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 the I agree. Was, so you take government preferences and essentially type, type but, them up again. Well, they excited like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, but it's not even taking government press releases. It's reflecting the EU back in terms that they think will get them leverage back mm. home mm-hmm. rather than actually tell... The, yeah. and, and there's really very yeah. few BBC... And, I, and I've got pals in the BBC. Oh, I'm not yeah. anti-BBC. No. But I saw what the BBC did during the 2014 independence referendum mm. in Scotland. And there was, and we're, we're, we're now hearing more and more people admitting it, there was just an institutional, well, of course the Nats are wrong, that's just mm. clearly. So we'll find ways of accentuating the ways in which they're wrong and bigging up the ways in which mm. other sources will, will do that. And, and you've got a generation of BBC journalists who are younger, sharper, etc., good in the social media, good with, the, good with the, the, mm. the sound bite and the rest of it. And this is an example precisely of that in terms of here's something that I can lob a grenade into yeah. the domestic Twitter sphere yeah. Get a reaction. with zero mm. analysis. Mm-hmm. I've reduced it to absurdity. Mm. I mean, and we saw the it's same factually with... factually incorrect, though. Well, indeed, I mean, but that's that. the thing. You, you can reduce things to such factual absurdity that they are factually incorrect. Kay Burley did it to our Westminster Group leader, Ian Blackford, uh, yesterday. On the Euro, yes. On the Euro. She said, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, you'd need to join the Euro. And, and, and then he... Of course, joining the euro is who knew quite a complicated exercise. You know, there's things that need to happen before you can get to mm-hmm. that, and all of that. The fact is, and a new member, EU member state, commits to participate in economic and monetary union, mm-hmm. and then there's all sorts to move of, to what? Well, it commits to move towards it, and you, there are you, many, many steps. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. But but she then accuses on a mansplaining. Mm-hmm. Whereupon it becomes a rammy about did he mansplain to or did he not? Was she just wrong? But. but <laughs> This it's is not what, mansplaining to answer a question. Yeah, to a this journalist, but it's, be, yeah. it's broadcasting yeah. the answer to the entire watching yeah, but, public. But, but my point there being that we're dealing with journalists who actually want to be part of the yeah. story themselves. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the good ones yeah. aren't like that. I was just looking at uh, Mark Stone. Uh, Great lad. Mark mm. Stone, I think, Mark Stone's I think very, very good. been done an absolutely mm. brilliant job mm. um, and has also been a huge supporter of, uh, well... Uh, of the rights of uh, the five million, mm. and has done more reporting on that than virtually any anybody mm. else on TV, at least. Um, so I'm just looking at his Twitter feed, and voila, he's uh, he's tweeted a bit of analysis from Faisal, Faisal Islam, who's also very also good, very good. Um, and then he's retweeted Donald Tusk and ton- Donald Tusk's statement, so people mm. can read it and mm. listen to it for themselves. Yeah. Um, but this is what's frustrating: the 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 calm contextual analysis takes a wee bit time. You can't mm. do that within the first couple of mm. couple of minutes. No. Yeah, no. and it's the people who will do the ah well, it means this, yeah. make the splash, and that's that's why we've got the problem we have. Yeah. Which is why I, I, I tweeted. We were talking before we we started recording. I tweeted this morning. Just beware of hot takes. Keep yeah. keep the keep the heat, which is a great Scots phrase for just. Cock honey, stay calm. Just you know, don't, don't, don't get too flighty. And of course, autocorrect corrected it to keep the head, which makes no sense in Scots whatsoever. <laughs> autocorrect, not autocrat. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me. For, for the benefit of the tape, he doesn't sign off all my tweets. But, uh, you know. but no, I mean you're, you're I right. I took personal offence to that actually, mm. being a purveyor of hot takes. But we're <laughs> be quite right. <laughs> well. Scottish Twitter being what it is, I then get lots of people saying, I misread that as hot cakes. You know, so. <laughs> yes, I saw I that. Like, I, I saw like that. hot cakes. That's a great picture of lots of hot cakes, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm quite hungry now. Yeah. Some, somebody tweeted somebody uh, bicep curling a feel the bun. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because Scottish oh. Twitter, like Irish Twitter, is great. It is, actually. It is. Well, yeah. it's good. It's good. Yeah, Remain Twitter has its moments. But, for what, for, <laughs> for what's going ha- what's gonna to happen? Do you think... Uh, do you think to, what the Fed is right? For well, the, let's get a hot take a, from Alan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said beware of them, but uh, the, the, the mead's flowing. So there'll be council uh, conclusions, presumably. Well, the council conclusions are already done. The draft con- yeah, council not, conclusions not, are, yeah, are not done. dealing with not Brexit. Article 15. Mm. Well, they can be added, though, I don't know. Or a statement. Mm. It, pretty un- unlikely. Yeah. Tus- the Tus- lesser Tus- having arrived when it yeah. arrived and Tusk exactly. having They've said already said yeah. it's too late. And Tusk's statement is, is all you... I mean, I don't, you're not going to get much more than that. Yeah, exactly. It, but but my frustration is that where we have the debates at Westminster, and I've I've, I've got for the benefit of folks listening, I've, I've got a big TV uh, just above my desk here, which has had far too much Westminster on it lately for my liking, I, I, and and I don't see many of the MPs, with a few honourable exceptions, actually talking about EU stuff. They're talking about Brexit yeah, through absolutely. a Westminster prism. Yeah. And it's, I don't like this Brexit, I want a different Brexit. Jeremy Corbyn has comprehensively let us all down, and the idea that Jeremy Corbyn is suddenly going to pivot to a people's vote, I just don't see it. I I, I think there is ample scope for the MPs. And and, 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 and there's a parallel with the 1979 crisis here as well, which I was five and I would have been very upset had I known what was going on, but I wasn't. Involved in any sense, but I've, I've spoken to people who were, and what they said was, that everyone was just so tired. Yeah. Make this stop. Make mm. this go away. Make, to the eye teeth. Yeah. Everybody's mm. sick of this. I'm getting aggro from all points of the compass in my post bag. Make it stop. Which is sadly the worst possible logic, exactly. because nodding this through guarantees that the UK is going to be doing yeah. UK and Europe, Nothing Scotland and Europe, for, for, for the next 10 years. Yeah. Because there hasn't been the serious, honest discussion about, well, yeah, of course, there's lots of ways of interacting with the EU. You need to decide what you bloody want. Yeah. The only yeah. way to make this stop is, re- is to revoke. And even that, of course, won't make it stop. But if you want, you know... That, that comes closest to making it. That's come closest well, to making it. I, I, I tweeted exactly that. Uh, my, my old mate, uh, Angus Brendan McNeil, who's uh, the MP at Westminster for Nahilin in the Yard, the Western Isles, uh, he's been pushing the revoke option as a, just make this stop. There's going to need to be a serious discussion about how the UK interacts with the EU. There's going to need to be a serious discussion after the last two years about how the UK interacts with itself. Uh, the, the people of Scotland are spitting Fury at this mm. nonsense. Mm. Wales as well. We had just just uh, two weeks ago. We had a joint first ever Scottish Parliament mm. Welsh Assembly united on a joint motion. Mm. Yes, yeah. Northern Ireland likewise is in a really sensitive place. We're we're going to need to look <coughs> at a lot of stuff with this, mm. and we can do that while the economy is tanking, or we can do that while the economy is leisure, not tanking. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. A perennial crisis or religion, re, yeah. Having brought the revoke option absolutely front and centre, I I think in the next genuinely hours and days, mm. I, I think there's no majority for it at the moment, but it is far and away the cleanest option legally. Yeah. Politically to get there is tricky, but yeah. but then there's the question of, well, okay, if the route to revoke is a, a referendum, etc., something like that, then there's going to be a big old march in London mm. literally in two days' time. Yeah. So that we're going on this time, and this time it's going to be a yeah. It may be called uh, what did they put it to the people? I'm 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 going on it as a revoke. Put it to the guillotine. Yeah, put it to the guillotine. Yeah, put it to the guillotine. We're we're not doing guillotines yet. 
Guilty in motion, I was talking about, by the way. Oh, I wasn't right. suggesting we should have Campbell Fund. <laughs> the Tumbrils. People, bring people, people on Twitter. Like goes, knit. People on Twitter go <laughs> mental. I think there has been an entirely artificial amping up of the debate on this because mm. people who are on Twitter are not representative of the general public. People are we, are who we, are, we're not. Well, I. I I am. I don't know about I'm you guys, but, <laughs> but 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 look at this, <coughs> and, and it, it's a sad old spectacle. This uh, you know, the the march from oh, northeast yeah. of England, so oh. the wacky racists. Yeah, mm. but yeah, but 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 look at that. I feel as, sorry for these guys. Actually, they've been hard. Look, eh? at it, look at it kindly as yeah. a. Here's some folks who, for various reasons, have been, you know, particularly enjoyed the the boy with the island the Isle of Man flag, who's campaigning against the EU while not being in it. <laughs> but, <laughs> There we go. But, but but there's some some decent folks who have been comprehensively lied to and yeah, misled mm. by people who are now nowhere to be seen. Yeah, mm. and ridiculing them, tempting as it is, isn't the answer. It's we need. To, you, know, you, you mentioned this. You both mentioned this in the last time I was on this this podcast. When you've got the program about the little old lady who was misled by some chancer. You don't say, oh, you stupid old lady. Your anger's all about the chance. That's what's happened. A lot of people were misled into believing that leave was going to be the answer. It's not the answer. And we now see, even on the the march, march for leave, whatever it was, there was a few showboating fantasists there at the start, and mm. they're now they nowhere to off. be yeah. seen. They all mm. got the bus. They got mm. on the bus and pissed off. And you get Bye this lads. coverage of uh, you get this coverage of uh, you know twenty or thirty people in uh, in Burberrys and 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 and, and tweed sort of. Try, tramping, yomping yeah. along grass verges, covered in mud, with cars screaming past them, and being, yeah. No, I, 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 I love, I love coming um, to to talk to you, Alan here, and uh, because every time I do, I always get pulled up on my <laughs> disgraceful <laughs> remain. Marius, no, I'm a bad, I'm a bad, bad person. No. But no, no you, you're right. Um, I, I don't personally have an awful lot of sympathy for the guys on this much. Well, I do think people have to take some responsibility for their own actions to your in as well. But, but it is true it, that the real, find the real villains here tragic, are, yeah. Yeah, are absolutely, you're absolutely right. They're the, they're the people who rocked up, did the sound bites, and then fucked off to the pub. And yep. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yep. Yep. And, and, and what better a metaphor for Brexit? Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. People, yeah. people whose genuine concern, you know, the, the anger is real. You know, mm. I, I'm out and about more, you know, as a, as a politician, yeah, sure, I'm out and about sure. more than most. The anger is real. You know, people mm. are struggling to make it to the end of the week and stay in Oof. the black. Yeah, people are, yeah. Younger people are no danger, no chance of getting on the property food ladder. Food banks at schools. I mean, food geez. banks at schools. It, 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 it's, it's gruesome bloody stuff. And that mm. anger, which is utterly genuine, was misdirected by precisely the people who'd mm. caused it, by and large, yeah. Yeah. into, and if you vote leave, it'll get better. Mm. And for people... Yeah. And, and, and this is where, they were exploited. I mean, you know, triply exploited. Well, it is, but, but, but in Scotland, we've got people who were, yes, leave. And that is a dynamic. That, that is a demographic within mm. the Scottish electorate. Absolutely is. But what it is, is you've got... The same people voted for the change proposition. Mm. Ah, yes. Mm. Yeah. The change Any proposition change must being, be good because what we've got shy. Mm. Mm. Because yeah. independence is going to make mm. that better. Yeah. And I, I think independence will make that better. And there's mm. things we need to do to make that work. And we had a debate about that and a vote about that. Mm. But we had a proposition that was 650 pages long. The yeah. Leave campaign yeah. was yeah. just trust us and there will be unicorns and yeah. £350 million pounds yeah. for the NHS. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being in a, uh, being in a seminar in uh, Difford once and they'd 
They'd had the management consultants in and uh, decided to go to hot desking so everyone didn't have their own desks. And of course, what that means is that you've got fewer desks than they are than they are people. Mm. Um, so I was a bit surprised about this because it was considerably fewer desks than, than mm. people. Mm. I was a bit surprised about this. And it was before reliable Wi-Fi and, you know, everybody having laptops and oh. all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, and it's not, you know, 12 years ago or something. It's not the dark ages, but still. Um and um, so I, I said, I put my hand up and said, being troublesome that I am, said, um, what happens if you get into work and all of the desks are, are taken? I mean, that's about, that's about, okay, on average, there's 7% of people aren't here because they're whatever. But then sometimes they will. That's just, a, that's just an average. So what, what, happens if you can't, what happens if you can't get a desk? Um, and the, the management consultant said, uh, well, it's natural that some people would be resistant to change. I said, no, Ooh. no, 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 I'm not resistant to change. I'm resistant to bad change. Yeah. You can't be pro or anti-change. You can only be yeah. pro-good change and anti-bad change. It doesn't make any sense to be pro or against yeah. change. Yeah. No sense whatsoever. Mm. And I, I agree that, that yeah, I think people just took a change. Change must be good. But how bad do things have to be for people to... To be in that to be in that situation when they where they think that any change, even one that they have must have doubts about, must have heard serious people with doubts about, um, to still to still choose that under those circumstances, I think is remarkable. But, but, but this was the all the failures in the EU referendum campaign, the failures of the media, yeah. the BBC, the politicians themselves. The Remain argument was not made, mm. and. Even David Cameron's, remember David Cameron's deal, which I, I remember being absolutely torn to shreds by mm. a couple of Tory MEPs in here, saying that, well, wait till you see the Prime Minister's deal. I think you'll find the people will back that. And I'm going, yeah, good luck with that, sweetie. Well, he didn't even mm. try and sell it. Precisely that. Mm. Because his deal predicated the idea that, yeah, it is a bit rubbish, but mm. I've, 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 I've exempted us from most of that stuff. Mm. Where in Scotland we went for a full-blooded... This is great for us. Here's how it's great for us. Mm. Here's how mm. it works. Yeah. We also had the blue book. Well, we also had the higher entry level to the debate in that because of the 2015, <coughs> 2014 referendum, yes. the people of Scotland had had a thoroughgoing discussion about EU membership. Yeah, they knew what accession was, they knew what the single market was. Yeah, one, of, one, one of my favourite moments genuinely of the, the 2014 campaign was standing at a bus stop listening to two, two wee old boys, uh, great lads, uh, arguing the finer points of Article 49 or Article <laughs> 48, <laughs> etc. We might be onto something here. But, but, I've also, but I've said, I mean, we talked about this, the two of us before, that also there's a, a slightly different uh, uh, political and philosophic culture in Scotland. I mean, there's a different view about ideas in Scotland. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I always put this down to there, but having been a Scottish Enlightenment, but not having been an... English Enlightenment, the English were still pissing about post Reformation. <laughs> um, and but there definitely is. I mean, when I, I lived in Scotland for ten years, mm. and you know, I remember people people would ask me questions about very strong unionists and uh, a very strong uh, independentists would ask me questions about about stuff in entirely non-threatening manner. Mm. Well, I don't know that. Oh, Steve does politics; he might know. Mm. Um, in a way that just you know. Growing up in, growing up in Newcastle, for example, just you know, was, the the culture wasn't of doing that. The culture was of postulating. Mm. But that's that, that's partly about social geography. It's partly about all sorts of. It, it, 
every city in Scotland has at least one university and they play a big part in civic life yeah. in all senses. But the, the big reason why we won the European, European referendum so significantly in Scotland was because of the discussion we had already had yeah. three years previously. And England hadn't had that conversation, arguably still bloody hasn't. No, it hasn't. No, no. It's where do you sit in the world? Where where do you want to be? What is this United Kingdom that you say you're a unionist, yeah. but you don't you can't name the first minister of Northern Ireland or no. Scotland. Yeah. It, yeah. Do we and, want to be Fingerburn on Sea or do we want to be Norway or do we want Yeah and, and that's a tough that's a tough There's decision a lot, for a lot, lot of people to, things, yeah. to get to, but but the anger that exists was totally misdirected in the Leave campaign by a, a deeply dishonest campaign that dealt in easy answers. Yeah. And they won because the Remain campaign actually wasn't much better. No, we've cracked on. The, the Remain campaign, which is where we, we, we did our own thing in Scotland, the, the Remain campaign UK-wide was Mr Cameron's deal exempts us from all the stuff you don't like and it'll be a disaster if you vote leave. Yeah. And there was enough people saying, yeah, I don't buy that. Mm. Yeah. No, no, I've heard from w- within the... Uh, within the campaign, that it was totally hamstringing to oh, yeah. to have to say basically free movement's crap, but it's worth it for the single market. Yep. <sighs> if you accept the premise of the bad guys, you lose. That's exactly. I mean, that's exactly. And we've had this in Remain on for, on on freedom of movement. Yeah, we had this. And this one thing was that, uh, yeah, I mean, which which got got my goat most from other Remainers really was people be, people making excuses for freedom of movement, saying, "Oh well." We could maybe have Norway, but with a, you know, well, you got the, the, the emergency breaks, the emer- yeah, yeah, the emergency uh, break uh, nonsense from the liberal leaders and so on. Just poison. And you go, yeah. no, no. If you want this, you have to say free movement's good. It's a social good. It's an economic good. Um, it's not a burden. It's a, uh, it's 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 a positive thing to argue for, and you have to go and sell it to people. Well, you get the whole sort of classic lexit sort of, wow, it's racist. But once you, but once, but the point is, once you accept freedom of movement as a bad thing, the best way to stop freedom of movement is to leave the EU. Yeah. So if you're campaigning against leaving the EU, don't say, "Oh, I agree, freedom of movement is a problem," but mm. because there's no but, the best thing to do sure. is to leave the sure. EU. If you accept, if you the, accept that that's a problem, if you accept the premise, you lose. And 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 this is where there's an argument that could have been won, and this is where I'm really proud of where we're coming from. That we don't talk about immigrants; we talk about new Scots. Yeah. And we mean it. Mm. And there's plenty of people don't think we actually do, but oh, we actually really yeah, do, do yeah. because mm. we have a different... And it, it's in the folk memory of Scotland that we export our people. Yeah. Same as Ireland. Mm. Yeah, for, for too long in Scotland's history, we have mm. exported our people. In recent memory, you know, I, I, mm. I've got close relatives, well, cousins, uncle, uncles, in Canada, Australia, New Zealand, because that mm. was just what you had to do yeah. because mm. there wasn't any alternatives. And that's not to say that there weren't pe- plenty of people exported from England as well, but it's mm. part of the folk memory in Scotland in a way that I, d- <coughs> I don't think it quite mm. is. No. So, so, so our attitude is, well, we're not full up. We don't feel the pressure. Mm. Yeah. So come on in. Also in terms of just political leadership, that we have pretty much all of the Scottish parties. It's an utter consensus that we need more people in Scotland, yeah. not fewer. Mm. And that, that, that does change the dynamic. But... My, my point ages ago was, look at what Nigel Farage has been able to do with the March for Leave campaign. He's been able to get hardly anybody. Mm. So the idea that the MPs are presently running scared of something that mm. now isn't actually an anger 
anymore. No, I think that's right. It's an anger yeah. with a few ex- extreme folks outside of the Houses of Parliament in London. It's an anger with a few people who may or may not be genuine actual people at all on yeah. Twitter. But yeah. within mainstream society, I think it's a... Revoke is now the best option because revoke stops the clock. I don't mean pause the clock, I mean stop the yeah, clock. Yeah, exactly. And also with the um, the anger the anger thing, they're going to be angry anyway. With the with the extreme bre- the extreme Brexiters and the far right, they're going to be angry anyway. They're not going to mm. get Brexit in whatever form and go, yeah. oh, brilliant, thanks a lot. I'm yeah. going. I'm, this going, isn't my I'm going back home. I'll put my feet up. They're not going to do that. They're going to be angry with what comes out of it, and they're still going to hate immigrants, and they're still going to be racist, and there's not going to be anything that's going to change that. So what's missing missing from our conversation and what's missing from the the wider conversation, the broader discussion, is precisely that, you know what, there are things that the EU could be doing to address the pain of of people, that people are fearing, the genuine pain that you've been describing. There are things that the EU could be doing. We could be investing our energy into... Joining that conversation and making—I mean, this is what you do. This is your bread and butter, Alan. Mm, this is what absolutely. you do. You, you know, this is what MEPs do. They come with ideas. They lobby the executive. They lobby the other chamber. They come forward with ideas on well, these are the things that we could do in order to address people's uh, people's anger, people's frustration, the, 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 the suffering that people are genuinely experiencing. And what has happened here is that we have been totally hijacked. We can't be dealing with that. You know, I'm, I'm, a, Rema- I'm a, a Remainer. I'm a mass... I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm on record as being described by Romaniacs as their Romaniest ever guest. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Very proud of that. I think you were the first and real Federalist I'd met. Yeah, in, a, in a crowded field. I know. Yeah. I was pretty pleased with that. But, you know, the point is that... Um, <laughs> I'm not some kind of, um, you know, Corbynist of the, of the EU. You know, I'm not somebody who just says, you know, whatever the EU does, whatever Tusk says, whatever Juncker says is fine with me. Now, I'm an EU civil servant, therefore there are things that I'm not going to say on the <laughs> podcast. But I have, you know, as a private citizen, I have some very strong views about what the EU could be doing better and well, differently. Well, you've written, a blo- written, you've been, you've, you've written a blog on, on how the EU could be better for years right. before Brexit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, that's where I want to be. Yeah. I, would, I would love to be past all this bullshit with, 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 with leaving and engaging in how we can actually use our EU membership to make things better for people who have been lied to and who are suffering and who are going through all sorts of shit. And that's, that, that, so I'm, I'm totally on board with that. You know, I don't mean to uh, disparage people who voted leave. Um, in, 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 you know, they, they're, people, are, people are hurting. Sure. Um, and I, my anger is primarily directed towards those people who have hijacked this yeah. and, and, and exploited this, because they are, as you say, they're the people who have been caused in the first place. Mm. On the revoke thing as well, um, I mean, my view is that... Uh, having stupidly started this with a referendum, all of the things being equal, if it's going to be ended, um, it would be best to do it with a referendum. I don't think it has to for legitimacy's sake and so on, but I think I think it, I think it makes sense. Um, it's a, against charges of elitist or it being taken over I by the politicians. No doubt that the people, so I, pre- it, so, it so I have a preference change. for that for active reasons. I don't just see it as a way out. We could revoke as a way out. But I think at this stage, with nine days to go, no, I mean, yeah. okay, we have to revoke it. No, we have I mean, to revoke. We're into yeah. force. I was going to say force majeure, but this is self-inflicted, so it's yeah. not really force majeure. But we're into emergency emergency legislation territory. Yeah. Here. I mean, if this was if there was an invasion <coughs> about to happen, 
that would cause food shortages, medicine shortages, and so on, say an invasion of France or yeah. an invasion of another yeah. European country, we would be into an emergency legislation. Of course, and now we're talking about um, triggering Operation Yellowhammer next week, which is effectively putting the UK on a war footing. For what? Chris and the M20, yeah. It's all about the M20. No, 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 but this is, no, this is wider than that. This is not just... This oh, is not a preparation for They've already this got is the, the entire... headquarters going. And, yeah, yeah. No, but no, this, is, this is... They're putting... They're talking about getting, you know, troops on, 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 on streets, and we're talking about... I mean, this is, seri- this is serious stuff. But then we have, a, we have a government who... who I think get a bit... Turned on at the idea of yeah, putting troops, well, exactly, yeah. putting troops on the streets. Yeah. Well, clearly, for any right, very reasonable politi- <laughs> politician, putting stri- putting troops on the streets is a decision that they hope they never, ever, ever have to make. Yeah. Um, for this one, I think they get. I think people like Fox get a bit tingly down oh, there. Williams, but, I mean, the, Gary the, the, Williamson, the, the right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 I mean, love the idea this. of doing it. Of course, and you see in Belgium now. So we should have Belgium still have officially troops on the troops on the streets. Yeah. Uh, after the uh, airport and Malbec bombings. Um, Now, it's been done very, very gently. Yeah. Um, But it was such a shock when it first happened. But it was a huge shock when it still happens. And it's now not... And this is really my point. I mean, the the soldiers have been... And politicians have been very, very careful to do it in such a way Mm. um, of to not alarm people. But it's become absolutely normalised. You know, I walk down the street with my two and a half, two and a half year old son. Two soldiers go past with loaded, I walk loaded into semi, the, uh, semi-automatic rifles, and it becomes normal. And it doesn't stop because why? Would you, why if you stop it, and then there's a terrorist attack, why did you stop it? So it becomes it, it becomes a new normal. I walked into and the office the other day. That's exactly what happened in the UK. And my, my lanyard got caught on the on the rifle on the barrel a semi-automatic oh. rifle oh, oh my I'm mean, probably <laughs> careful with that huh? that's closer than I've ever been to a rifle yeah that was yeah anyway sorry so, yeah, but yeah no, you're it, right yeah. so it becomes it becomes absolutely normalised so I mean, there's, there's this idea that the consequence of no deal would be over quickly mm. uh, is not I, I think is untrue I think it, mm. they'll echo and echo and echo but, but it's also the, I, I think that overstates the potential anger <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Thank you. Uh, That overstates the potential anchor and anger at a revocation, because I actually don't think most people are going to be be upset about it. Some people will be delighted. Some people will have absolute consternation, and we need to respect that. But in terms of this isn't working, this isn't what you voted for, Mm. stop it. You know, I, I, I we have a barely functioning government, and people are still just like, "Yeah, whatever." But, but so, but, I mean, <laughs> but, but that's not a good thing. No, it's um, not. No, it's not. But it shows the revocation. But it shows it, it gives an insight into likely reaction to revocation. Exactly. So, I, I, I'd uh, put forward five ideas off the wall uh, in the, so nas- the national, the national yeah. uh, newspaper. Uh, firstly, revoke Article Fifteen. Stop the clock. Yeah, we, we can't have this sense of tick-tock, tick-tock, impending doom. That's just, that's going to lead to bad outcomes. Secondly, reach out to leave and remain voters with a commitment to a future referendum, but under the proviso that our laws must be fit for purpose and there must be a clear understanding of the implications of each choice. Mrs May's deal does nothing on either account. It's exit and then whatever else. Thirdly, recognise that only Scotland has a settled will in our relationship with the EU. England, Wales, Northern Ireland, there's still a lively debate to be had on that. So let's get some citizens' uh, commissions going. Let's have a genuine, mm, yeah. informed conversation that lets people come to a consensus across each of the four home nations 
and then feed that into a UK consensus if that can be found. If it can't be found, that's for genuine legitimate reasons, and let's have a discussion about that. And then, fourthly, simultaneous, and all of these are simultaneous, mind, <coughs> there's clear evidence that the conduct of the 2016 campaign was dubious. Mm-hmm. Maybe on both sides. Who knows? So let's have a proper judge-led mm. inquiry yeah, that actually absolutely. has the police backing them up. With and a, that to let's be finished into before this. we do anything else on it. Absolutely, absolutely because yeah. what we're probably going to need to have is new laws on information protection, data protection, new electoral laws, because the electoral laws we're working to, trust me, I'm a politician, the electoral laws we're working to are still designed for when you're delivering leaflets by hand. Yeah, mm. yeah absolutely. When you can slickly deliver vast amounts of propaganda Vladivostok. No, well, obviously, it's everybody else's stuff. Let's be real. Everybody else's stuff is propaganda. Your stuff is, you know, totally, totally correct. The laws aren't fit for purpose. So let's have a proper discussion about that. And then fifth, once we get to consensus, have the referendum, mm. and then that would be a durable, sustainable solution to either we find a new way of interacting with the EU mm. or we don't. Or there is a reunification of Ireland, or there isn't, or there is an independence for Scotland, or there isn't. What we're having now is a debate that is not actually based on facts mm. and is being utterly amped up by Mrs May's actions in yeah. triggering Article 50 mm. without a clue what she wanted to actually achieve. Mm. So, But the reality is, though, that no deal is still very possible. It's the default option by... David, David Al Green, we all raise a glass. Yeah, uh, automatic, automatic operation, operation of law. David Chink. <laughs> which is true, which is why Article 50 was designed for a crisis. There's been a coup in a member state, so it's yeah. stuff, rather than mm. this nonsense. So revoke it, stop it. There are, yeah. there are other ways out of this. If we revoke Article 50, as we can unilaterally do, we'll then need to have lots of conversations, loads of conversations. Yes, yeah. it doesn't actually stop there. This and it can't stop there. But this is, this is Revoke Plus, isn't it, that you're talking about? <laughs> it's not just you revoke... Well, no, revoke no, but it's Plus not just, Plus. It's plus not, yeah, surely. it's not just that you revoke and walk away. You revoke with a, with, with a view to the yeah. UK, UK actually coming to... Or the nations of the UK actually coming to a settled view about what they should do. Well, well, well I'm, I'm, I'm an anorak in this stuff. And I have... You're one friend. As, as, <laughs> as a few of us might be. <coughs> it has always staggered me since since as long as I've been doing this, and I've been an MEP for 15 years now, the UK always had a transactional, sniffy, yeah. arm's-length relationship to this stuff. The Europe minister in the UK government wasn't even cabinet-level. It was junior to the Secretary of State. Mm. So we had a, Although we had some quite good ones. Absolutely. That may have actually helped. Oh, indeed. We had some bad ones too. The structures that were there, it was that EU stuff was foreign affairs. Mm. It was out there. It wasn't domestic. And yet, Europe Directorate and the Cabinet Office were very important. But that was that was as later that was later innovation. Yeah, uh, that's true. That yeah, it, 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 it wasn't how be, things were set FGM, up, yeah. and it, it, that was brought in as a yeah. We're, we're not doing this right, but we yeah. can't actually politically admit that yeah, we're not yeah, doing this right. And sadly. The other structures across the UK replicated that as the EU yeah. somehow not domestic policy, mm. but it's somehow not quite foreign policy either. Yeah. Whereas, look at Ireland, look at Denmark. In Ireland, the EU stuff is dealt with in the office of the TSOC mm. directly mm-hmm. because this is so integral to what we're doing yeah. as a state mm. that we can't just say this is ring-fenced. Mm. 
Yeah, the, the, the idea that, oh, we just need to revoke uh, the, the 1972 Act and then we'll be independent again. It's like, well, no, actually. And that's the chip on the shoulder that the UK needs to get mm-hmm. real about. Exactly. This isn't... I'm not sitting here in this bu- this building for as long as I'm still here making... You know, I'm not some foreign diplomat or plenipotentiary. I am a domestic politician yeah. making domestic exactly. laws, exactly. albeit on a bigger canvas than just our shores. Yeah. That's yeah. the point. But that's <laughs> drum. <laughs> precisely precisely yeah. so. Yeah. But that's the discussion that needs to be had. No, exactly. I mean, it, it, we're, we we're so far it. away from that. that and, you know, in the UK, um, as, as you say, people don't even... Yep. People do not grasp that what we are talking about here is a different branch of, of, of home of, government. Yeah. Of their government. Um, yeah. Of their government. And, and, and that's the decisions that you made that were agreed to by the UK government that they elected. Oh. You did this brilliant post. Oh, no, you retweeted a brilliant post by someone the other day saying, if you think. Uh, it was Femi. It, it was Femi. Yeah. Oh, it was Femi. a super, was Femi. It was a super post. Yeah, saying, if you, if, you, if you think the EU is a capitalist plot, vote, uh, vote stop, stop voting for yeah. right wing governments to go and sit yeah. in council there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in Parliament. And Parliament, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah exactly, it's the, perfect. The yeah. present people who are making decisions in the Council are sent there by their voters. Yes. Yeah. But we're not kidding when we say that the EU is democratic and in many no. ways more democratic than the Westminster Tier government. We're not kidding, it's true. As we've seen lately. Yeah. And this is, where we co- this is where we come back to holding the, holding the, ele- holding the election and the ne- necessity mm. for holding European Parliament elections if there's going to be... If there's going to be an extension, mm. um, and I, yeah, I mean, I th- that has to be a. We have to expect that coming out as a condition for a, for an extension longer than the twenty third of May now, no? Yeah, but if they're not done, if it's not legislated for by round about the eleventh of May, you can't get it. You effectively mm. can't get another can't get another extension, mm. and then we've got a new cliff edge. Well, well, this is right, it. And the SNP started candidate selection procedures for the European elections that may or may not be happening uh, about a couple of months ago. So I'm putting myself forward as a candidate. We'll, we'll see if the election gets there. We'll have a, we'll have a strong team. Ian Hudgston, my, my MEP colleague, is standing as well. But we have got a settled position of the party. We are unashamedly pro-EU. We want to be part of the European mainstream. Answer me this. In a European election, if it happens, are the Tories and Conservatives pro or anti-EU at all? Yeah. You know, on the biggest question of the election, yeah. what's their party position and, going to be? And Labour. Yeah, and Labour. Both, both. yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Those Absolutely. Are the two main parties. Yeah, write and, that yeah. manifesto. Yeah. yeah. Now, is that an opportunity, or is that the exact opposite of an opportunity? Yeah. And, and No, from, I mean, they're desperate. The, I wrote a tweet the other day of the, of the reasons... That have so far been given for not having for not having EP elections because it's too expensive or it's silly. I think was one ridiculous. Um, yeah. And it would be inconvenient for the mm. two main parties. Bollocks! You have an election. If the yeah. UK is still a yeah. member and I'm still an EU citizen, yeah. I, want, I want representation. I want, I want representation. And what's yeah, more, people leavers should want representation right up until the last minute because we'll be entering a transition period yeah. in which legislation that started now will come into force, or as agreed now, will come into force mm. during that transition period. So you should walk around the presentation up until, uh, up until the very Absolutely. last moment. The, the, the expense argument has always just been the, the worst for me. It's right? the worst. We, we, we live in a world where Chris Grayling can blow through the cost of a European election yeah. before Democracy he's had his, expensive. his porridge in the yeah. morning. Yeah. It's Democracy costs dictatorship well, I mean, more expensive it costs in the long run. Money. Yeah. The point yeah. is, you know, what these things cost money. You get you know, you pay peanuts, you get monkeys, yeah. you know. If you want if you want a parliament, you've got to pay for it. So but, now, but also it seems a little late. I mean 
we're still, if what you said earlier as well, we're still not seeing reality set in for the majority of British politicians on mm. both sides. Mm. I mean, for Labour are supporting this three-month three month, three month extension, and they're still saying there should be an election and Labour should win and Labour should go and renegotiate the political declaration. They've now, incidentally, they've now accepted the withdrawal agreement itself. They've now accepted that that can't be changed and have, and have said that they would accept the withdrawal, withdrawal agreement as it is. It's a political declaration that they're mm. focusing on, on changing, even though it's non-binding. Yeah, great big wish Brilliant. list to Santa. Fantastic. So, but I did a timeline today, um, and there's nowhere near time. No, no, no. I mean, you need a vote of no confidence, then you have two weeks uh, for, it to be, yeah. for it to be confirmed. Then you need eight weeks to hold the election. Um, there's no pressing reason to have it any quicker than that anyway. You know, elections take, take eight, eight weeks to have in the UK. That's the way it always works. Mm. And that, if you add all of that up, that would leave three weeks for the Labour Party to form a government, appoint ministers, uh, renegotiate the political declaration. And remember, they're asking for some pretty outlandish stuff, like the UK having a say in EU trade deals. Yeah, but it doesn't matter what's in the political declaration. You they promise, even, promise no, them they, a fancy hat every Thursday. They would, no, they wouldn't even put that in the yeah. political declaration, though. There'd be no chance. They'd well, have to renegotiate it. Then they'd have to get it through their own meaningful. They'd have to get it through their own meaningful vote. Plus, they'd have to get the EU Withdrawal Act agreed, because that's part of the ratification process. Mm. Plus, uh, now there can't be any extension here because we haven't had EP elections. Nope. So they can't, you can't do an administrative extension there because, as we've talked about, we haven't had EP elections at that point. We're in breach of the treaties already. So, um, yeah, so three weeks to do all, to do all of that and get it all ratified and do all the statutory instruments that are outstanding, which is still hundreds of. Um, and then on the EU side, you have to go through, the, get, go through the negotiations, potentially change the mandate if what they're asking for is substantially different, which it would be. So you might have to get a new mandate. Then you have to have the negotiations. Then council has to agree it. I presume, I mean, okay, it could be done by written procedure, but if there's anything controversial, it won't be. There'll have to be a council. Mm. Um, and then they have to transmit it to the EP, and the EP has to scrutinise it and, and vote on it. And you have to get all of that done in three weeks. It's policy, you can't do it. Mm. So it's an absolute con job. What they're doing is they're saying, yeah, whatever. Um, if it goes wrong, it's the Tories' fault. Um, and if not, we'll probably vote for the deal anyway, mm. is what they're effectively which, <coughs> which is where I suspect next week goes. Yeah. Well, let, 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 let's bring it to that. I mean, I, I, we've been chatting for a while. Uh, it's been super interesting, <laughs> but we probably need to start thinking about wrapping up. So I'm, let, I'm, let's I'm, let's I'm, let's let's think about what happens now. So next week, where do we think this is going to end up? Uh, it, I'll start. <laughs> Oh, you're looking for predictions? Oh, God, I hear uh, Well, not necessarily. Well, we, let's just sort of game it Go a bit. for it, yeah. Um, so it seems likely that uh, the withdrawal agreement will be put back for a meaningful vote three. Uh, presumably, a way With will be found... With the extension of the way to change it. Exactly. Yeah. A, a way will be found for the Speaker to accept it. Meaningful vote goes back early next week. So council, we're assuming that basically nothing more is going to come from the council than we've already discussed. Meaningful vote goes back to the, to, the, to the House of Commons next week. It'll be amendable. Yeah. That's where we start seeing some interesting amendments. For example, we could get the, and you're going to have to remind me of the name of it, the, the amendment where it says, yeah, we approve it subject to a referendum. Yeah. The Labour... Oh, Sykes-Pico or whatever it was. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, anyway, you know what we're talking about. Because the Sykes-Pico stuff went great. So that's an option. Do we think that's going to fly? Do we think that stands? Some, I have to say, in some ways, that's actually my 
that's my preferred option. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see another way to get to a referendum. Well, you've been saying that all along. You've, uh, you've, all along you've said that that's then, the way to get to it. Then, because otherwise, what do you vote on? Because there isn't going to be a different withdrawal agreement. This is the only way to, the only way to leave the EU without it being no deal is with this withdrawal agreement. And we talk about, as we said, tweaking the political declaration. But it won't be without this, won't be without this withdrawal agreement. Um, and actually, you know, the time between now and a referendum would give leavers time to figure out what they did actually want from a future relationship. If you do, and Parliament as well, particularly, if, that if they, if, if they do, do want a single market or they do want an association agreement or they do want Canada. Um, but um, so, so I, don't, I don't really see how you can get to a referendum without that. If you can have a standalone referendum bill, but it's still going to have to be on the withdrawal agreement. You can pretend it's it not, needs to be on but something. it will still have to be sure. on the withdrawal sure, sure, sure. agreement at least. So, I mean, so if you have, so, so that's one option. You, you, you know, a, a, another option is you get another sort of Ben Cooper style amendment where, but do we even have time left for that? Is that even? You could theoretically, I mean, if you, if you look at the withdrawal agreement, you could remove the opposition, the ending freedom of movement bit from it. And suddenly the single market becomes a possibility. Um, and that's the main thing ruling out. You could remove a couple of things from it, and that would mean that the political declaration didn't necessarily rule out the single market, which it does now. Yeah. Which, well, which lots of people think it does now. But from the EU side, they said, "Look, we can negotiate." These are the, the political declaration is basically a, a pledge to have a relationship that looks a little bit like the one described by the UK's red lines. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of wiggle room there's in plenty all of, wiggle room of it. And we take, I mean, we take it very, very seriously, and it's a, it's a, an issuing of our intent. Uh, but it wouldn't. But if it, it has to change, and it, it wouldn't bind a future government, would it? Would it? Any treaty binds. It's part of a treaty. Yeah, but it's no, but it's political declaration. It's not a treaty. It's a political declaration, but it's part of a treaty. It, it has to be ratified. For example, it's part of the ratification process. Um, Surely, it's parallel to the treaty. The, the, the yeah. withdrawal agreement is the treaty under the withdrawal act. Yeah. Yes, but it's part of the. Uh, I don't see how no, a political no, no. declaration can bind a future government. The political declaration is part of the package of aspirations. The political as declaration an aspiration, has to be, as, as, as an aspirational as, as a political declaration. No, yes, well, absolutely. Yeah, there we go. So, well, it doesn't bind so a future. No. What I'm saying is, it binds a future government in the same way it binds this government. Actually. It, by, it binds the future government no more or no less in that it's in that it's non non binding. But if by consent, by mutual consent, yeah, the EU and the future something. government say, you know what, actually, we would quite like some freedom of movement. Thanks very much. Well, also, the EU's always said that you can always have a closer relationship than that, subject to the subject to the conditions of that. So, just looking at the screen, Jeremy Corbyn walked out of the meeting with the Prime Minister because members of the independent group were there. Joe. <sighs> Jeez, that's yeah. the level we're at with nine days to go. Corbyn. But that is the level we're at with nine yeah, days to go. That is the level we're at, yeah. The, the extent to which the folks at Westminster are operating within a broken system that isn't working. Now, to an extent, I would say that because I'm an app. But I, it, it gives me no pleasure to say it. I, 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 our guys at Westminster have really tried hard to reach out to the other parties with a, how about this, how about this? And it just hasn't been there. There no. just hasn't been the willingness. There just hasn't been the... the, the even in today's debate, we heard about cabinet ministers are saying, yeah, this is all nonsense, but I'm still voting with the government. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had whips voting against the... Whip whips voting against the yeah. At it, what it, point are you going to walk out on this? At what yeah. point are you going to say, you know what, my principles come first? I mean, you know, we've seen three or four of them do it, but come on. Yeah, but, come on. <laughs> but if you were elected on the basis that you basically don't really have any strong principles... Uh, but, Corbyn, but Corbyn wasn't. 
This is the point. Unfortunately, we didn't exactly. have one of his strong it principles was of leaving the EU. But this is not an issue that he's going to go to the barricades for. No. I dare say there are others that he would. Mm. But on this one, it's a, no, whatever. Uh, this is just part of the electoral calculus. So, so from our side, it's the best way to do this is revoke. That's the cleanest. There's other ways in which we could get to that. But in terms of parliamentary time, in terms of political will... It's it, it's tough, and, and and from a from a from a European perspective, shifting my head to that for a moment, the the, the reaction of other MEPs has been just agog at the extent yeah. to which the UK has collapsed into self-regarding narcissistic pesh. Yeah, I mean, this is way for Italy to twist. Say that again. Self, I like that. Self-regarding narcissistic pish. Self-regarding <laughs> narcissistic pish. Write that down, darling. That, that'll be the, uh, that'll it's, be the it's, name it's, of the podcast. It's been one of my ringtones for a while. But <laughs> <laughs> when we get to in the game, we got... So we could have an amendment for a referendum. We could have a uh, amendment for a, a soft Brexit and a withdrawal agreement or a pledge to a soft Brexit. That might be doable. Um... All the or it could, all the withdrawal agreement could pass. I mean, Labour could cave. Look the other way. Abstain. They love abstaining. Yeah. Eminently they love pos- it. Eminently possible that, given the geography that we have within the House of Commons, the Labour position is fluid. The Tory position is fluid. There's not many people on those benches who are absolutely diehard one or the other. The SNP will be solid. Lib Dems, Greens, Plaid, others. And the independence, presumably, actually. So. Presumably, though. And, 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 and I'm not sure I'm the one to, to, to explain what they actually I've never do. Feel stand for. I've never seen Alan lost the words in that way. <laughs> that word, I know what they don't like, I'm not sure what they do. No, quite. But in terms of the rest of it, it's a Mrs. May's deal is a thing, it exists. And they have to vote for It has been bought into <laughs> by EU27. And. This is the only thing on the table, therefore, this is the only thing you've got. We're not going to give you anything else because you jokers have been dancing about for so long. So I think the pressure becomes all but inevitable that this is the only thing that's there. Let's let's do this thing in the best way possible. It's called Operation Shit Your Pants for a reason. It's Mm. to make people shit their pants. But I mean, so our hope is... It's not called now, obviously. So our our hope is really centred upon... I I guess we don't want it to be defeated next week because we're out of options. What we want is... Well, unless we we think revoke is really an option. I think it has to be... no, I think it has to be defeated, preferably with a referendum that gets no, out of this for a longer extension. No, 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 no. But, but, but what we're talking about is we're talking about an amendment. So we, so they vote upon an amended motion. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and what we want is an amended motion to be passed, which would then, as you say, you know, give us the option of it. Yeah, yeah. Would, would, would then give us some options. So an amended motion passes the withdrawal agreement. So we're like, okay, thank God, we've at least avoided no deal. We've got an agreement. But we've also got the extension during which we can bring in this legislation. And but, so it also, but it also, and it also effectively needs to ask for a long extension and find a way and find a way to force the government to bring legislation for EP election because mm. the two are, the two are two are required. And the government just won't do it, so it has to be forced. Yeah. What we really need is we need the Ben Amendment. We need something like the Ben Amendment to properly take parliamentary con- control of it. Mm. Um, I mean, what do you think about on revocation? Do you think Parliament would enough people would do it at the eleventh hour? Mrs. May's strategy is clear. It's 
boil it down, boil it down, boil it down, close off all options except my deal or chaos. I mean, I don't think May would revoke herself, would you? No, and, and if it, and if it comes to it, tell me the, the parliamentary area. mechanism whereby the House of Commons instructs the executive to issue the mm. revocation letter. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a whole lot of Erskine May nonsense in that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it it okay, remains. Erskine, not Erskine. See, okay, see, okay, okay. See, it's a Scottish name, so okay, we'll give you that. We're arguing about in in Georgia, you would say Erskine. Erskine. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's wrong. Yeah. Oh, that's your, you're asking me, though, isn't it? No, that's, <laughs> that, that's Devon. Sorry. I don't know. It's Erskine, me, man. Oh. But, but, but there we go. There's only going to be three choices. It's either go through with Mrs. May's deal. Extend is not actually a solution in itself. Extend no, no. has so mm. many issues to it. Yeah. Or revoke. Yeah. Or no deal, which is unconscionable. And whatever happens has to be done in a way that absolutely ties her hands. Because if any any yeah. room to wiggle her hands, she will use. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all of this has shown is the extent to which the executive is so much in control. Oh my yeah. God! It's yeah. like of, yeah. all the bits of the UK constitution. Oh my were, God. We thought, it, and, and, you know, well, it, first job is a, is a written codified constitution. Jesus I mean, Christ, sure, yeah. a constitutional convention. It has to be surely. Yeah. Well, you'd think it's but it's, 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 a, it's be, careful what, be careful what yeah. you wish for. The people who would be in charge of that Christ, at the moment yeah. might be precisely the people you wouldn't well, want. I mean, let's get the Vienna. Let's get the Vienna. Um, the Venice Commission in to to sort this shit out because seriously, I mean, we. I, mean, we, no, I can knock it up in a weekend. It'll be fine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Listen, how do we, do, what, what more do we want to talk about before we finish? And we should probably well, start that, thinking about... Good, yeah. um, Alan. Both three um, options for a good yep. bombshell to end. I think we should give you the last word. Yeah. Wrap up for us. Well, with that, <laughs> <laughs> safe to say we're living in uh, fluid times and doubtless most of this will be redundant by the time it actually hits the airwaves. But <laughs> Drinks fluid. Yeah. But it's... One of the great things about... About the only great thing about the last few years for me has been the extent to which Brexit has flushed a lot of us out the woodwork yeah. and we've stood up and pinned yeah. our colours to the mast and yeah. said to hell with this nonsense yeah. Yeah. fuck the I, shit I, yes. well I, I, I mine, mine was more PG but uh, <laughs> I have worked this is not a PG podcast I have worked with MEPs from across the political spectrum who I, I was not in terms with before but mm. now it's a you're alright yeah and, and you're not. The honourable mention particularly to Julie Gerling and mm-hmm. Richard Ashworth for the Conservatives, yeah. who now define themselves as independents with real regret that yes. their party has shifted to an extent that they can't yeah. be there anymore. Mm. There's been Labour MEPs who are... And, and, you know, and, and I'm a party man myself. Mm. You know, I, I'm a nat. I, I, mm. part, being part of the SNP is part of my identity. Yeah. And... If my party had shifted to the extent that Labour and the Tories had, I would be utterly bereft. Yeah, mm. and I've got to say, I'm not sure how I I would react to that. And and it's mm. all credit to the the folks here, MEPs and staffers and others, you know, yeah. people of all politics and none who've just come to the aid of the party and said, "To hell with this nonsense! This cannot stand. This is what comes next is going to be infinitesimally worse than where we are right now. Mm. So we've got to do all we can to stop it." No, I mean coming um, coming coming in here to do some work for you. I mean, I was blown away by the level of cooperation between MP, MEPs who would have uh, not had the closest relationship outside of. I mean, Charles Tannock, for example, as well, well and and um, and and others and others. 
uh, like Feb as well. That was that was supposed to be Alan's last word. Oh, sorry, I was, well, I was agreeing with him. But, it's, but, it's but, no, but I've blown away from Let's totally, carry on down the path, because totally, I agree with him too. Yeah, but it was, to, it was totally to different me. to West, totally, totally different to Westminster. <laughs> and people, are lo- people will, uh, will hopefully realise that they're losing man as well. I mean, mm. UK MEPs don't just act as party, uh, party members or group members, they're also act as, as UK, ME, what, what, UK MEPs. What you're seeing is the death of party politics as it was in the UK. I mean, I really do think that you, you, the new fault line that's emerged is, 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 is you know, absolutely crosses party uh, boundaries and it, it's in a England. different... Yeah, in England. Well... To an extent elsewhere as well, though. The, the, the tectonic sh- plates are shifting and the, the, the extent to which the structures that so many people have got used to have just shifted, mm. and and it's not on an ideological left-right split anymore, which is where you know, who knows where the independent group becomes and do the the liberals lunch or whatever else. But onto that, you've also got the independence question for Scotland. You've got the independence question for Wales, I and mean, their new leader Adam Price is doing some really sparky stuff. Uh, the question of what goes on in the north of Ireland, Northern Ireland, however you define it. All of these things have been precipitated by Brexit, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. has accidentally thrust an existential conversation yeah. onto it's, the politic of the UK. We're trying to have that conversation while coping with the crisis. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's going to take decades. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I think we should wrap up. Um, sorry, because uh, this is super interesting and we we'll probably carry on all night, but we do need to wrap up because you need to go and edit it. <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn. I guess it's my turn to edit. I guess out while I'm still an MEP. Yeah, know, absolutely. Who, who knows? Yeah. Right, um, and, and this is the thing. It's been a it's been a pleasure to serve. It, it, it's been a pleasure to serve with so many people who are decent, thoughtful from all points of the compass. I, I, I don't think this is all negative. I think the fact that Scotland and the UK have the most <coughs> active, engaged, vociferous, pro-EU yeah. network yeah. of any country yeah, absolutely. is something to build upon. I, d- right. I don't think once this is lost, if it is lost, it's lost forever. It, nothing's permanent. Well, you know, Alan, we said that, uh, I, I said that it was going to be your last word, and I'm going to now renege on that in Theresa May style and say that, you know, I want the last word. Here. I want to say <laughs> thank you for your service. Yeah. I mean that very sincerely. Um, it is not at an end, I very much hope. Whether it uh, continues uh, on the Brussels tier or at the uh, Westminster tier or at the um, Edinburgh tier, one way or another, I'm sure that you have a future in British politics too, and uh, I'd love to be able to vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done something useful there. there we are. Seriously, um, thank you so much. Um, yep. I don't know what else to say, really. I'm feeling a bit emotional, actually. Um, yeah, it's no, the I mead. am sitting around with the boxes and, yeah. But anyway, listen, thank you so much. Um, Good luck to to us all. Yeah, and hang in there, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Good night. Don't have nightmares. (laughs) You got the last word after all. (laughs) You did, did. did, because I'm going to edit that out. (laughs) 